0: Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Walter,
1: Walter. Here we go, round two, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense on Taco Tuesday. Every day's Taco Day in my book. I mean, if you like tacos, I think you love tacos. You either love tacos or you don't love tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? Today's Taco Tuesday here in the 6 Sour Studios. On this Fort Worth Armory microphone, I am Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom on said microphone. All of it brought to you today and every day by X-Insurance. Greg, down in Dallas, Texas, how are you, my brother? I am doing pretty good.
2: Can you tell people where to watch this broadcast? Absolutely. Head on over to armedamericanradio.org. In your top right-hand corner, you're going to see three little hash marks. Click there. Once that window pops open, select the watch live option. And uh, maybe you're driving or you're doing something else around the house. You'd rather listen. Just click the listen live link right above that. Once you do that, you'll see two subsequent links. Be sure to click appropriately as one of them is for the Sunday MonsterCast and the other is for the Monday through Friday Daily Defense Show. Maybe you missed an old episode, you want to get caught up. Well, we've got a podcast link right above there, so head on over there and catch any episode you may have missed. Uh, If you enjoy merch, head on over to our shop link, which is at the bottom of all of these links, and pick out something you just may want to wear every single day. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, we have one of those. Head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations.
1: That's the way it's done. Thank you, Greg and Dallas, for doing that for us. We appreciate it very much. Hope to see you watching the show and in the chat room. We do watch it and monitor it as we're live on the program. Sometimes we mention some of those some of those uh, comments in there, and it might be you if you jump in that Telegram app. So a fun hour previously with Paul Markle. It's always fun with Paul. Yeah, Paul's always a good guest. He He's a great guest. He is so well-schooled on the Constitution and, and understands the concept of liberty better than a lot of people. I and mean, maybe everybody understands it. Paul has a, a, a way of, of explaining it that others don't, I guess is a way to say it. He puts it in layman's
2: terms for us. And you know what he does? He lays that responsibility at our feet, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And I think sometimes a lot of people have a little misconception about liberty and that it is defined and granted by government. And uh, Paul does a great job uh, at ensuring you that they do not uh, grant our liberties. That's what they want
1: us to think. And so far, they've been successful. Yep. They have. have. You know, you've got to admit some defeat here from time to time. And we have lost. We've lost that. We lost the media. We've lost our higher institutions, uh, you know, educational institutions. It's nonsense. But I I sense we're going back. And I got to be honest with you. I'm really enjoying
2: seeing what I'm seeing come out of the House of Representatives over the last 48 hours. Yeah, it's been uh, it was uh, quite a show for the media uh, to make it seem like it was chaos. But now, now that the uh, committees have been selected and that uh, the investigations will start, it's going to be quite interesting. I saw a uh, a swamp creature defending the IRS agents, and they were acting as if these eighty seven thousand IRS agents were because the IRS is understaffed. Well, you know, Democrat. Oh, yeah. If you ask me, uh, they're overstaffed and there should be maybe two people down there. And that's about it. Here's what you're going
1: to see from the Republicans. Uh, Do you think there's going to be any Republicans? Well, it's already passed. Let's go over to the income tax. Mm -hmm. How do you think that's going to shake out? I don't. I uh, I, I love the idea of either a flat tax or a consumption tax. I love that idea. You know, my wife and I were talking about that today. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, getting every dollar bill in your paycheck. See, as an employer, this is a fun story to tell because it's true. As an employer, I hated every other Thursday. And my employees, over a dozen at one point, when I was working in my truck brokerage company down in Tampa, we were were tooling right along. We were moving hundreds of loads of freight a, a week And the employees just did a fantastic job. It's tough to find good people. And when you can find them, you want to keep them happy. And I hated, as the owner of that business, every other Thursday when I had to calculate their taxes, when I had to pull their money and confiscate their money and send it to the Bank of America so that the federal government could get their paws on it. I hated it. Yeah. I despised it. And I got so angry. They knew, stay away from Mark every other Thursday. Don't go anywhere near him. I'm serious. It angered me because I was the one taking their money. And then because I had the benefit of being an employer, which was my choice, they taxed me an additional 6.2% matching for FICA. Just take it from you. Even though I had to take it from myself when I paid myself a paycheck and I had to take it from them, the business had to match it. It's confiscatory it's literally stealing. Now, imagine what would happen to the United States economy if every American got their full paycheck.
2: Yeah, I would like to see uh, a flat tax of zero. And uh, <laughs> if you pay, I, I mean, I've heard these arguments and I've uh, listened to a um, quite a few people that are very smart on this subject that I uh, have not delved into uh, about the income tax and about how unconstitutional it is in its current uh, existence. And I agree with a lot of people that there's not a a member of the IRS that can point to you the law that allows for them to tax individual income. Uh, so I would like to know more about that. Like I said, this is just based on my interpretation of what people have, have, uh, discussed and obviously on the internet. And, uh, and these, and I don't want to say just people on the internet. These are actually lawyers typically that are talking about it and have gone through the income tax code and all that kind of stuff. And they present an argument. Uh, regardless, yes, I would like to see a zero flat tax. And, uh, you know, it's my understanding that the government does not, Operate off of a single dollar from the income tax that it's uh, all the money that they operate off is already built into other taxes uh, In other forms property tax gas tax and so on and so forth So well if people really knew
1: and I I I tend to believe armed American radio listeners get it But if you really knew How much of each of your dollar and what percentage of your income was actually being taxed? It'll make you sick to your stomach Mm -hmm. and if you're an employer listening to me that does a payroll That actually meets a payroll you understand exactly what I'm talking about and I would bet money that if you're like me you hate doing it too Uh, it's 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 awful and God forbid you're a day late on a payroll tax deposit to the federal government as an employee they they're gonna get more of your money and lots of it because they're gonna find the crap out of you it's even when you hit a certain amount of salary that you pay you would better know the rules because you can no longer pay it X amount of time you have to you have to change the the, the timing that you pay it And if you don't know that oh, they will they'll wait a year before they tell you and then they'll go ahead and find you and charge you Interest on the mistake that you made even though it was an innocent mistake. Yeah, it's uh it's confiscatory It's criminal in my book, but imagine we would need a fire hose huge fire hose to slow the economy the the amount of growth that we would see in this nation would be off the chain if Americans had that money in their pocketbook they would spend it and every every single section of our economy would boom would boom so does it stand a chance with a democrat controlled senate likely no. not likely not and that's what we want that's what we want to show you is that it does not Get those votes, move it over to the Senate, get them on record. And as you move into 2024, you're going to see that become a huge, huge, huge campaign issue in 2024. No question about it, because as I mentioned in the previous hour, if you if you tell Americans these people want to take your money or you tell them, hey, we're going to give you all of your money in your paycheck. Those people over there don't want you to have it. They think it's their money. Watch what happens. There will be pushback. There will be blowback. Unfortunately, you've got a president that would never sign it because he's a socialist, Marxist, communist masquerading as a former Democrat. Oh, crazy stuff. I know when we come back from the break, I'm going to take you to a really disturbing story in Virginia. I've been watching this unfold for the last few days. We're going to go here today, but we're going to go here from a perspective of a foreign citizen. And I'm talking about the six-year-old who shot a teacher intentionally in Virginia with a nine-millimeter handgun. Six-year-old that was in a backpack that we now know the six-year-old took from his mother, intentionally took it to school and used it intentionally and fired it at a teacher in a classroom. And this story broke a few days ago, but I've been watching this. i like, there's got to be more to this. Well, we now know what happened, and we'll discuss it a little bit when we come back. Also, Illinois. Well, here you go. Pritzker is likely going to sign an assault weapons bill, albeit amended. I say albeit facetiously because the amendment that's in the bill doesn't do any good for anybody in Illinois. It's just a political ploy. But nonetheless, we'll talk about what's happening in Illinois today, right now as we speak, when we come back on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Don't go away.
4: Car the twenty fifth anniversary K nine and the venerable P nine in various configurations. Magnum Research the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44 three fifty seven, and the new four twenty nine de calibers. The BFR biggest finest revolvers and the Magnum Light Auto Ordnance the classics Thompson. That's right the Tommy gun, the incredible M one carbine, and the one and only classic nineteen eleven. Car Firearms a family of brands standing for your family's freedom.
1: Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back, indeed. AAR Ranch down in the crick in the holler, down by the crick in the holler at AAR Ranch. The six-hour studios are located here on this Fort Worth Armory. Mike today, all brought to you by X Insurance. A crazy story out of Virginia. Been watching this for the last few days, you had a six-year-old who shot a teacher in a classroom in Newport News, Virginia. So the question comes to mind, what? How does We're talking a six-year-old. Anybody out there has got kids knows what I'm talking about. Greg, how does a six-year-old get a handgun in a backpack to school and then retrieve it and fire
2: it at it. I mean, think of that process. This is, we're talking about a six-year-old, Greg. Yeah, it sounds to me like there's not any security measures at the school, and uh, you know apparently you've got some kind of a six-year-old that's got, a, got problems, and uh, he's obviously acting out. I mean, that's and a does. mother. I
1: mean, well, and then you have to look at. I mean, and I, and I go back to my own self here, right? I have kids. My son was six when he first learned to shoot a little cricket rifle with his dad, me. But he didn't have access to that firearm at any time without me, all right? I didn't put it in his room and say, here you go, now that you fired the gun. No, it was in a safe, locked up where it should have been. And when we had the property out there in in the woods, about 18 miles out, 40 acres we had, we would pull that out, and we would take the family out and others, and that's when he had access to that firearm. And he never had access to it. From when once it was taken from his hands, as I was hovering over him as he was shooting, that makes sense, doesn't it, Greg? Yep, it does.
2: And uh, you know, so go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and you know, I mean, this is obviously an odd instance where you know the kid has gotten a hold of a gun. I was I was shooting guns at a young age, and I knew how to handle them safely. Uh, but obviously, I'd never shot one without some kind of supervision and not without you know you know a little bit of training from my parents. It's hard to imagine a six-year-old
1: stealing his mother's gun, intentionally putting it in a backpack, hauling it to school. I'm going to imagine on the bus, right? Yeah. Maybe his mom gave him a ride to school, not knowing that was in the backpack. Look, my wife still fills my son's backpack with lunch stuff today. He's 18, a senior. He's graduating in May. And she still does that for him. I said, why do you want you let him do it? He's 18. No, she loves to do that stuff. So she gets his backpack ready. You'd notice a gun in the backpack. How's the mom not notice the gun in the backpack? So there's that question, too. But not everybody parents like we parent. I can't imagine when my kids were 13 years old that they were roaming the streets till three o'clock in the morning. Walk through Chicago sometime if you got the guts in the middle of the night. There are kids all over the streets shooting each other, okay? Starts at the house. But the boy took the gun from his home to school in his backpack the day of the shooting. He, She was teaching the class when he displayed the firearm, intentionally pointed at her, and fired one round. The teacher, now visualize this. Again, It's it's hard to imagine this. The teacher saw the gun pointed at her put her arm up and her hand up in a defensive motion, like, you know, just to stop what was coming. And the bullet apparently went through her hand and hit her in the chest. Of course, other teachers came into the room when they heard that, and she continued. She stayed in the room and helped get the rest of the kids out after she had been shot. Heroic efforts by this teacher. Now, again, it's really hard to wrap your head around that, about how that happens. Now, the left will use that as an excuse to come after law-abiding gun owners, because somehow that's your fault. So the question is, begged: how did the kid get a hold of the gun? And the question is asked by media, or we're being, being told by media. And all media is writing about this, of course. They won't write about the happy ending stories we talk about all the time. The Houston one they are right now because it made huge news. It was caught on videotape. They had no choice. But the many other thousands that happen daily, weekly, monthly, annually across the country, they don't talk about because it blows their agenda out of the water. But boy, they're all over this one because it's a six-year-old and they can use this to further their narrative. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they're all telling us that the mother could face charges. Now, I don't know what Virginia law is relative to A firearm in the home with kids But I'm going to bet you You see, in my book, in my estimation We don't need laws To prevent stupidity Laws don't prevent stupidity Stupid people do stupid things This gun was clearly accessible To this child who took it Without the parent knowing So the mother, Greg Had no idea where her gun was Likely until after this happened and she got a phone call. Doesn't that seem to make sense? Yeah, that sounds about right. Irresponsibility on full display. Doesn't that make sense? Yes, it does. What law would have stopped her? I don't Maybe they have a law. It certainly doesn't stop stupidity. It just simply doesn't. What we do know is that the shooting at the school by the six-year-old, we can confirm, was not accidental. It was intentional. And as I said, the teacher, Abby Warner put her hand up, according to... Uh, is this a Fox News or CNN? I'm not sure. Put her hand up in a defensive position when the gun fired and the bullet went through her hand and into her upper chest. Although her injuries were initially considered life-threatening, her condition has improved, and she's currently listed as stable at a local hospital. The police chief hailed her as a hero for quickly hustling her students out of the classroom, even after being shot. And they do have surveillance video that shows she was the last person to leave that classroom. Think about that. After being shot through the hand into her chest in a classroom with six-year-olds. I don't think she went to school expecting to be shot by a student that morning. No. So it it is a mind-boggling story. So now that we know that, now, is the mom going to face charges? The mom is likely going to face charges, and I'm not going to have much sympathy for the mom. Let me put it that way. Uh, Stupidity. Utter stupidity. I don't know what Virginia law is, but uh, we'll see what happens here. And I do not believe public opinion is going to decide. It does not hear at Armed American Radio. I can tell you that much because we are responsible gun owners. So what does the express.co.uk have to say about this? Here's the headline. I would not have chosen this country. Mum, M-U-M, fumes after six-year-old shoots teacher. Bye. A woman, here's the subheading, a woman has blasted U.S. gun laws after a shooting in Virginia saw a six-year-old critically injure a teacher. Now, we've just been told we have 30 seconds. When we come back, we're going to go into a little bit about this because, quite frankly, well, I, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll wait until we get back from the break. I don't want to open that up right now and then have to stop. All I'm going to tell you is we're going to be talking about the six-year-old in Virginia, and we're going to talk about it from the perspective of a British mum who is fuming and she lives in that neighborhood and we'll hear her perspective on it and who and what she blames and you can only imagine what that is we'll go there when we come back then we'll go to illinois well because the democrats in illinois require us to go to illinois to talk about the latest nonsense that will do absolutely nothing in the name of doing something in the state of illinois we'll be back right after this following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back inside the Armed American Radio Daily Defense Six Hour Studios here at the ranch on the Fort Worth Armory mic presented by X Insurance. I want to dig a little bit deeper into this before I go to the British mum here, I want to dig a little bit deeper, found a little bit more about this. I've been looking at this throughout the day, and I've, I've seen about three or four different items here that I want to bring to your attention that we didn't get to in the previous segment that matter here. Apparently, the shooting was originally stated as an altercation between the boy and the first grader. An altercation. So I, how do you define an altercation? I know how you would define that if it was, if it was high school kids, Greg. All right, some type of intentional fight or argument, right? whether it was verbal or physical, I would define it as an altercation, maybe. Yeah, but a six-year-old, what kind of altercation are you having with a six-year- old? Not like, from a teacher's perspective. what I don't know, but he he clarified it, says the police chief clarified that it was more like an interaction mm. between the two before the shooting at Rich Neck Elementary School, and this is a fox piece. And you go a little bit deeper into it. What we find is that a school employee reportedly, quoting, rushed into the classroom and physically restrained the boy after hearing the shot. The boy became a little combative and struck the employee. He's six. Now, you've got a six year old that just shot a teacher that becomes combative and struck the employee I'll tell you what I'm going to do to that six-year-old. We're going to put a stop to this immediately. We're not talking about a strapping 16-year-old that might be able to take a teacher down from a strength and age perspective, right? Right. But a six-year-old, he was escorted out of the building and into a police car after officers arrived. The mother has been interviewed. The gun was legally purchased in York County by the child's mom. And according to law enforcement, it's unclear how the kid got a hold of it. The gun, uh, only one round was fired, but there were multiple rounds inside the gun's magazine. So the, the gun was, the, the magazine was loaded. Authorities, they say, also seized a cell phone, quoting, and a backpack from the scene. That's quoting from a Wavy TV. I used to live down there. That's Wavy TV in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. Now, as I mentioned, I wasn't sure of Virginia law. According to this, gun owners can be prosecuted under a Virginia law that prohibits anyone from recklessly leaving a loaded, unsecured gun in a manner that endangers the life or limb of children under 14. A violation of that law is a misdemeanor punishable by a maximum jail sentence of one year and a maximum fine of 2500 However, Virginia, according to this, does not have a law that requires unattended guns to be stored in a particular way. Meaning a lockbox of some sort. Now, as we mentioned in the previous segment, it doesn't matter if there's a law. You can't fix stupid. It's that simple. Uh, The law, you know, what's it in a case like this? It's just a matter of, okay, that person violated the law. That person probably violated the law every day. Okay, that law is not going to stop stupidity, period. And it clearly didn't here. Uh, Let me repeat or, or rephrase that. They didn't have a law about leaving it locked up but keeping it out of the hands by recklessly leaving it loaded, unsecured in a manner. you know, some people might think, well, what if it's on top of the refrigerator? a Six-year-old can't get at it. You ever seen a six-year-old roam around a house? If that six-year-old wants in a cookie jar up in the counter, they're going to get it. Okay. They're not too stupid. They'll pull a chair over whatever they have to do. And then when you catch them with their hand in the jar, they'll tell you, just like a criminal that's being busted with meth in his pants. These aren't my pants. And the kid will tell you, I'm not taking a cookie while his hand's in a cookie jar. Kids will find it. If there's a way, they'll get at it. So if you've got kids in the house, this is just a reminder for you. Keep the gun locked up in a safe. You can still have it accessible right next to your nightstand or move it into a room where you're at. If that's what makes you feel comfortable, which it should, if it's not on your person, then move it somewhere in that room. You can still put it in a lockbox that's accessible within a split second. But clearly it was not in that position. So I think it's a safe bet to say that this woman is likely going to face something under Virginia law. And it looks like a misdemeanor punishable by a maximum jail sentence of one year and a maximum fine of twenty five hundred. And I'm going to bet you, Greg, that that mother gets both.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling that she's probably going to get hit with both of those charges. I uh, I can only imagine what this dispute was between these kids that caused this 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 incident.
1: Yeah, well, when you, you know, I, I sit and think, well, you know, what if it's a single mom? I don't have the answers to this. going to be a single mom. Don't care. She's in charge of the kid. What happens? You know, is this going to happen? You know, is somebody going to look at this and go, well, let's not put her in jail. Let's fine her. Let's give her a suspended sentence. In this case, you've got a six-year-old that was combative on the scene. This is a kid that sounds to me like needs some very serious help and counseling. No yeah. question. Best thing might be to get the kid away from that
2: mom if this is the way this
1: kid is acting in totality. Go ahead, Greg. I,
2: there's, I have a lot of questions, and I have seen some unruly uh, elementary kids on the Internet in their classrooms acting completely oh yeah, uh, uncooperative and uh, like they were the king of the room, and they all needed to be spitting teeth out after the interaction with the teacher that I saw, especially if I was the teacher. Um, I, I there's again. I have a lot of questions as the details that are not allowed to be posted in this uh, article because I'm pretty sure they're trying to keep some of the identities somewhat private uh, in regards to this entire incident, both the mother and the child. Um, man, there's just a lot missing out of here, like context yeah, yeah. and you know just a lot of things. Well, clearly,
1: it, it seems to me that this kid had enough uh, forethought here. I mean, the gun was taken for a reason. Premeditated. It was premeditated. Yeah, it's not accidental. The gun was taken by the kid. So I don't know. Maybe this kid's smarter than the average bear cognitively. I don't know. But I know six-year-olds, right? I had two six-year-olds. I knew. Let me put it this way. I knew my two six-year-olds. Make sense? Yeah. I knew mine. Okay. I don't know yours. But six is still six in the overall scheme of things. Now, it's interesting to me when you dig a little deeper here. That lawyers are talking about, or at least uh, some legal experts are talking about it being, quoting, theoretically possible under Virginia law to criminally charge a six-year-old. There are numerous obstacles to doing so, and it's highly unlikely that any prosecutor would even try, and I would agree with that. I don't think they're going to prosecute the kid. Uh, they'll likely go after the parent for sure, a- and probably to the fullest extent of the law, I would imagine. Did you say those were misdemeanor charges? It's a misdemeanor charge okay. for the mother, yes. Now, I don't know if there's any way to elevate something like that to a felony because... The teacher was shot in the chest. I don't think she deserves to be hit with a felony either. I don't know. I mean, if if you're six years old, if you're 16 and you shoot a teacher in the chest, you're going to be charged as an adult with a felony. Well, I'm okay? talking about that's, the, that's, the mother. Yeah, I know. I get it. I, I'm saying there, there's, you know, somebody's going to be calling for some type of felony charge somewhere, somehow the teacher was shot. So I don't know how this is going to shake down. But in Virginia, apparently a juvenile must be at least 14 to be tried as an adult must be at least 14 years old. I don't have any problem charging teenagers as adults, period. And this kid is also too little age-wise to be committed to the custody of the Department of Juvenile Justice if they're found guilty. What are you going to do with a six-year-old? Put him in juvie? Is there a juvie for six-year-olds? That was a question I was just thinking of. (laughs) I I don't know. This is not something we normally talk about. We usually, when it's a six-year-old, a six-year-old got a hold of a firearm that was accessible to them and shouldn't have been, and any shooting is accidental. Six? This is what first, okay. second grade? Yeah, hey, I th- yeah, I think so. Wow. I mean, five years old. If I'm isn't five years old kindergarten typically? So this is first
2: grade likely? Yeah, right? I'm thinking first or maybe second at the at the oldest, uh, you know, second grade. But I'm thinking probably still first grade. Well, then it goes to competency. You
1: know, can they, can, a, can a six-year-old be found competent to stand trial? No. Nope. Uh, digging in a little bit more, a common law doctrine known as the infancy defense holds that children under seven cannot be prosecuted for a crime because they are so young they are incapable of forming criminal intent. It doesn't sound like it in this case, does it? You sounds- retrieve the gun, take it in a backpack to school and have an altercation with the teacher and in, and intentionally do that? I don't think that's accidental. But again, from a legal standpoint, I understand that to a certain point. When we come back, we'll wrap up on that and then we'll go. Because I still want to continue on this, Virginia, for just one second with the mum's response from the UK. We'll be back after this. Don't go away.
4: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Daniel Defense, get
1: on that email list if you haven't already. Visit DanielDefense.com to do so and check out all the great products available for you by the great crew and the inventive minds over there at Daniel Defense. Some big news coming out about Daniel Defense in the near future. I can smell it. I'm not sure. But I think we might be talking about Daniel Defense in the near future in a way that you might not have ever thought about Daniel Defense before. I'll let you know and keep you posted if that happens. Welcome back in. Mark Walters, final segment here on the Fort Worth Armory. Mike in the 6 Sauer Studios brought to us by X-Insurance and all of our great partners. Make sure to check them all out at armedamericanradio.com. Do you need the emergency food? You do need the emergency food. It's kind of a rhetorical question. Yes, you need the emergency food. Check out HeavensHarvest.com. Use the promo code AAR. Clayton Llewellyn and the family will send it to you free. No shipping charges. If you use the promo code CASE, C-A-S-E, you'll get a free Pelican pistol case. Take your pick. I've got two of the cases. That's my recommendation because the shipping's not that expensive. You're better off getting the case. It's going to last you a long time. It's a Pelican, for crying out loud. It's one of the best of the best. They'll send it to you for free. Need some training? This woman does. Okay, not just in handling, but handling. Man, oh, man, visit LegalHeat.com, LegalHeat.com. And ladies and gentlemen, just a public service announcement. If you need assistance or you have questions about how to store your firearm, all you have to do is visit your local gun shop and they will help you out. For gosh sakes, do not be stupid. Ask a question. The only stupid question is the one that's not asked, okay? There are people there that will help you out. So take advantage of that. Please talk to people who know so that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Why? Because the mainstream press uses it against us, uses it against me, uses it against you. Don't believe me? Look at the coverage of this versus the lack of coverage of the happy ending stories that occur every day in the country. They hate you. They hate your gun rights. And then watch the reaction of the politicians. And there's your answer. That means you're hovering over the target because the flack is getting intense. Okay? Don't be that person. Now, one more thing about that is, uh, it looks like Greg that in this particular case, I'm, I'm going to throw a guess out here, okay? That in this case here, I don't think I think you're going to eventually see the mother charged with something, all right? But not the six year old. I, I think that's how that's going to shake out.
2: Yeah, everything I'm seeing, I agree with that. So
1: let's now go to the reaction, um, and I, you don't expect any different from the express from the uk i would not have chosen this country Mum fumes after six-year-old shoots teacher a woman has blasted u.s gun laws after a shooting in virginia saw a six-year-old critically injure a teacher she is raging according to the express against u.s gun laws that means you and your rights and your freedoms as foreigner the six-year-old boy is in custody female teachers in hospital life-threatening injuries following a shooting in the classroom she said okay That's the biggest problem in this country. Statistics in the U.K. for crime is zero for guns. Why is it so bad? Why is there a seven-year-old with a bloody gun? Come on, think about it. Let's do something. We've got a new governor. Let's do something. Let's change it. You've got a beautiful country. You've got beautiful people. But what's the problem? Guns. How does a seven-year-old have a gun? That's what I'm peed off about or peed off with, she went on. I'm only here because my husband was in the military or otherwise. I would not have chosen this country. Here's my advice to you. Then get the hell out of it. Bye, Felicia. Well, bye, Felicia. Good heavens. Do you really care what this foreign mom has to say about your right to bear arms? Completely out of context. We just talked about it in context on Armed American Radio. And we defend gun rights here. And it's impossible to defend this mother's actions. We're not even trying.
2: Greg. Do you care? No, I, I don't. I, no, I, I do not care about what some person from the UK has to say about our firearm rights or much less anybody outside of the United States. I don't care. You can. Hey, talk reminder, mom.
1: Reminder, mom. We've either kicked your booty or saved your booty twice, mm-hmm. both times, all four times with American guns. If you don't like it, get out. Yep. Go away. End of discussion. You and your okay. husband. We'll handle fighting for what we need to fight for here. I don't really give a crap what you think. You like it better in the U.K., go back to the U.K. I'll leave it at that. Illinois, because I could really, I was asked during the break, is Angry Mark going to come out? That's the extent of it right now. I don't have enough time. We've only got a couple of minutes. I could calm myself down, honestly. Do I understand her anger? Of course. We're all angry. But we're angry in a different context. The Illinois House and the Senate have passed an assault weapons ban. Pritzker's likely going to sign that bill tonight. Now, I don't know what when it will go into effect, knowing Pritzker, it'll go into effect right away. So you now have another assault weapons ban in Illinois, coupled with the Fourth Circuit case in Maryland. It is just a matter of time before this hits the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you that right now. But I don't think it's going to be that Maryland case because I think we're going to win that Maryland case and I do not believe Maryland AG is going to seek cert at the Supreme Court for that because the blue state dims don't want them to because they know what will happen at the Supreme Court what's getting ready to happen is inevitable the court will take a quote-unquote assault weapons ban case Illinois is poised right now to, I, I mean, there's really no other way to put this, other than turn you into a felon, or demonize you for the products that you own, the property that you own and bought lawfully, Greg.
2: Yeah, it's, hmm, hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, this is an incredibly, you know, tough situation here. I, I don't know. I, I just want more news out. More news about it, more details. Well, the details are this. The
1: Democrats are showing us day after day what it is they have in store for us. And the fact that Pritzker is itching to sign this. And here's, here's a quote from him. When I campaigned for reelection and promised to pass an assault weapons ban, eight states already had one. Very soon, Illinois must be the ninth. Now, ABC 7 says, but the passage was not without debate. Here we are today. Quote from Republican Illinois State Senator Chapman Rose. Here we are today. We're going to make felons out of taxpayers. This will not solve the problem. Here comes the Democrat, Democrat President Don Harmon. I want you to listen to this carefully as we take this to the end of the show today. This will not solve the problem. But... This is absolutely a step in the right direction. Here we go again. It is time after time after time. This is what? Just a start. The end game is what? Confiscating your firearms. I can promise you that if Senate President Don Harmon could have gotten away with it, like we heard Feinstein when Greg played that clip, taking every single one of your guns away, he would have. If they could have used the AFT to redefine what they want to get to what they want, the means justify the ends. Thankfully, the Fifth Circuit put a kibosh on that. But this is the direction they're going, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to be here every single day to highlight what it is they have in store for you, and that is to take away your firearms, and they will stop at absolutely nothing to do it. Every single day on this program, there's a different story all pointing to that fact, It's that simple. And when they can use a foreigner to attack your rights, they will. Trust me on this one. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. We're going to get up and do it again tomorrow because they don't want me to get up and do it again tomorrow. And until we meet on the radio tomorrow, remember to carry on, carry off, and carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self-respecting caveman would have ever been caught outside his cave without his club. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow.